Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. I worked my entire life to be at this moment. I can allow this to be good. It gives me permission to own my talent. It calms me down. I don't have to apologize, make myself small, and I can still be nice while doing it. Sutton Foster, Hooked, How Crafting Saved My Life. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and this week we're sharing our live show footage from our August reader retreat. Before we get into the live show, I just wanted to thank everyone for your support during this holiday season. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia, and that means shopping small means a lot to us. We're a small business, we're a brick and mortar bookstore, and this time of year is crucial to our business. We hope that as you shop this holiday season, you will consider shopping with the bookshelf. You can shop locally, obviously, in downtown Thomasville, and you can also shop online at bookshelfthomasville.com. We're asking all of our long-distance customers to place their holiday orders by December 9th, just so we can make sure to get your gifts where they need to be, when they need to be there. And if you've already shopped with us this holiday season, thank you. It means a lot that you support our small business, especially from far away. And we're grateful for every purchase that you make with us. I know I've seen on the internet the meme that says something like, every time you make a purchase with a small business, somebody does a happy dance. And that's true. We really do a happy dance. We also pay our bills and pay our utility bills and our city and county taxes and It means more than just a happy dance, right? It means practically being able to keep our business open. And so thank you for every purchase you make this holiday season. Now, this is an unusual formatted episode, but it's unusual because it's also Thanksgiving. I hope wherever you are, wherever you are traveling, if you are one of our American listeners, I hope you are enjoying your Thanksgiving holiday. And maybe this episode will be a nice accompaniment to your after Thanksgiving lunch walk or your travel plans as you go to and from this holiday season. So happy Thanksgiving. And in the words of You've Got Mail, happy Thanksgiving back. Uh, but I was trying to think what kind of format episode did we want to do? Also trying to be mindful of my own holiday plans and my own recording schedule. So showing the footage from our live show made sense. So back in August, we hosted a reader retreat at the bookshelf. These are weekend long festivities devoted to readerly activities. And basically it's summer camp for people who maybe always hated summer camp. That was the original vision for reader retreats. So we hosted one back in August. We're hosting another one this coming February that we've already sold out, and we'll be doing two more in 2023. But part of our programming for our reader retreats is a live podcast episode. So we try to host a live podcast episode on the Saturday night of our reader retreats. For this show, I was joined by Hunter McClendon, who obviously you've heard on the podcast many times, and Ashley Sherlock, who you've heard before as well. They are local meaning they are in Tallahassee, and so they were nearby and graciously agreed to be at the live podcast. We decided to discuss favorite celebrity couples and their book pairings. So I identified some celebrity couples, and then Hunter, Ashley, and I 
brainstormed and chose different book selections per celebrity couple. We wanted something that would appeal even to perhaps those reader retreaters who weren't listeners of the podcast, which actually happens quite a bit. So trying to think of a topic that will appeal to even the non-podcast listeners is important to us. So we thought, well, maybe a little bit of pop culture will help for those who are new to the show. And then we did a kind of a mini edition of the kids table where we talked about what we were reading, watching, and listening back in August. So I hope you enjoy this footage from our August 2022 reader retreat. And I hope you'll consider joining us for our 2023 retreats. Happy listening. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And I'm joined today by my co-hosts and guests, Hunter McClendon and Ashley Sherlock. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. I feel like Ashley, I'm so sorry, but thank you so much. (laughs) I feel like this is Ashley's worst nightmare, but we're so glad you're here. Um, So when I thought about what I wanted us to discuss, in February, we did a live podcast and we talked about musicals. Ashley and I had just gotten back from New York and that was fresh on the mind now. It was a lovely time. And now, instead, what is fresh on my mind is Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Yeah. Just kidding, not really. I don't care about them at all. Uh, I, care, I care about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Yes. And so I thought it would be fun to pair our favorite celebrity couples. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're celebrity couples we love to hate. I don't know. Uh, and we're going to pair them with our book recommendations for them. So these are books inspired by our favorite or love to hate celebrity couples. Mm-hmm. Did you guys approve of this subject matter before I presented it to you? Yes. <laughs> Obsessed. I had this idea in the middle of quarantine, so it may not have come from a same place. I don't know. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun. I think this is perfect. I love celebrity couples. Um, I, I think of myself as a celebrity couple oftentimes. <laughs> um, like, I, I'm, you know, I, I really, I, I think a lot about, I used to think I was going to marry, like, Jessica Lange and Meryl Streep and Glenn Close, and then I realized that was, like, a little bit outside of my age group. I, and, and my sexual, you know, it's fine. Um, but so, but no, but I do, I, but I do have a deep, uh, deep love, a deep, uh, serious love for uh, these couples in a way that you guys don't understand, so be respectful. Okay. Oh, well, look, I grew, up, I grew up in 90s People yeah. Magazine culture, and so I feel like I also have a history. It's why I care about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, yeah. and I don't care about Kim Kardashian. No offense. I think it's, I have friends who care deeply yeah. about that relationship. Um, but I grew up watching all of these couples yeah. on TV and in People Magazine, and so I'm invested, for better or for worse. And so I thought we would start... With Kim and Pete, do you have a, do you have do you have opinions about Kim and Pete? Do you care? Um, you know, I I love I love Kim because she's just so unserious. Like, like what? what, what she's what, a lawyer, though. That's great. That's super. <laughs> and she also has a house that makes no sense. I've like, never seen her. You don't need to see it. Okay. It's it's just barren. <laughs> um, but no, but and I do and I do like I like Pete Davidson, you know, because, because I do like I do like Pete Davidson. Yeah. I love that he I love that he always makes really really uncomfortable jokes about his uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, He's Phoebe Buffet. Yes. yes, and I that's that's what I connect with. So okay, so Hunter, you picked a book for them for Kim and for Pete. What book yeah. would you recommend? I chose The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo okay. because it really seemed like a really great because it's very salacious, very scandalous in some ways, and I felt like. It was also really good. This is not. This is not like a. This is no shade to them, but I felt like it was like something they could very easily digest without much struggle. 
I just don't. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know the. Re- I don't know the reading comprehension skill. I just don't know. And so I just. I was just thinking. I want to make sure it's accessible. Accessibility yeah. matters. It does. Yes. And so that's why I, ch- I was like, this is fine. Like they'll love it. Like they'll be able to talk to their friends about it because everyone's read it. Yes. You know. And then maybe she'll star in in the film. You so never know. You never know. I do think they're making it to a. Yeah. Into movie. Okay, so I picked J-Lo and Vin. I mm-hmm. have felt invested since, what, I don't know, 2000, the year 2000, yeah. and like a, a yellow engagement ring or something. I, I feel like I've, I've been in tune. And mm-hmm. so last summer, I read this book, I think I talked about it on From the Front Porch, called The View Was Exhausting. I don't know if anybody read that book. I feel like it was under the radar. And it was not maybe just a traditional rom-com, but I read it and it was right when Jennifer and Ben were reigniting. And everybody was like, is this for publicity? Probably, who knows? Uh, And so I read this book and it is, have you read this? Has either of you read this? Mm -hmm. The View Was Exhausting. Okay, I think you actually think you might like it. Um, So the main character is when she's a woman of color and Leo and they're both huge stars. Um, she is more A-list and he is more like Playboy famous. Mm. And in this book, they frequently, when one of them gets negative press, they will get back together just to spin the headlines. So they'll get back together and have a fling or he'll be her date on the red carpet or whatever. And the whole time I was reading it, I was like, this is Jennifer and Ben. This is someone, these two authors, it was co-written, um, co-written by Michaela Clements and Anjali Dada. And I was like, they obviously wrote this about Jalen Ben. No one has made this connection, I'm, which I don't understand. And so then when they got married a few weeks ago, I was like, now is this book's time to shine? It's yeah. still on the shelf at the bookshelf. And I'm like, what is going on? I have, yeah. I have sung the praises of this book as much as I can. Yeah. It's really cute and it's, and it's a little more, it's less rom-com and more rom-drom, which we've talked about. Yeah. And it's more just about this couple and them trying to figure out fame and do they want a real relationship. So if you like that yeah. fake relationship trope that you see in rom-coms. Yeah. Anyway, that is the book that immediately came to mind for them. And I, I, yeah. just, I just want people to read it. That's no, all I, I want. love that. Like, yeah. I, I did think I... I Obviously. It's a good plane book. I read it on a plane. Okay. It's a great plane book. You well, can read it in one flight. Now I'm going to have to fly just to yeah. read it. <laughs> yeah. No. I also love flying. Yeah. When I loved Gone Girl, I, I, almost thought, I know this is very on the nose, but I thought about Gone Girl. Oh, sure. Because, you know, like, we know Ben. Yeah, he's a cheetah. And, um, <laughs> and it, which is fine. I, I would stay with him. I would, I would like, would I would. You? Yes. I tore his picture down. We've talked about this. Yeah, but okay. Have, if you've seen Gone Girl, if you've seen Gone Girl, there's the, when she's washed off the foot, you've seen it. And I was like, that that's the man you stay with, you know? <laughs> Through Dunkin' Donuts and all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you had a recommendation, Hunter, for them. Oh, I did, I did. People don't know this is a book, but I chose The First Wives Club because I was a big fan of Jennifer Lopez's album, I'm Still Here, or like, or still something like that, I don't know. But like, you know, she had, because Jennifer, like he was in the video, like, he, like she has Dear Ben is in the album, like it's, it's, you know. And so I thought, I was like, in a way she feels like the first real, I know they didn't get married, they were engaged though. Right. But I felt like she was like the first one, but she's also, she's like now like the next one after Jennifer Garner. And so like, there's all this drama. And so I chose the first Wives Club. Um, because I thought, I thought it'd be so interesting. Like, what if we did like a remake and then Jennifer Garner was cast as like, I don't know, like the Diane Keaton. And then, you know, uh, Jennifer Lopez was cast as the Sarah Jessica Parker character. You know, you just never know. 
And so I thought that would be, I, that was what was in my head. I just thought, like, I love the idea, the drama around, like, the first wife or the second wife. Is it re worth rewatching? Because my history with First Wives Club um, is that my best friend, when we were 13, mm -hmm. her parents went through a divorce. It was awful. Yeah. And she, um, her mom, that was our Slumber Party movie that birthday year. Okay. Uh, I think the mom picked it. Uh -huh. uh, and so that's the last time I saw the First Wives Club. Uh -huh. And I'm like, maybe it deserves a second chance. I was 13 and was like, why aren't we watching? something else. I feel like you would love it. Okay. I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. It does also, it, it's one of those that feels like it's very much like also for like the gay culture. Okay. Um, because it's got like, it has like Goldie Hawn getting lip injections. It has Bette, uh, Bette Midler who just, oh, you just, know. Yeah. yeah. Enough, enough said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> enough said. Okay, Ashley, you had a celebrity couple. Who did you want to talk about? Okay, my first celebrity couple is Tom Holland and Zendaya. Uh, personal favorite of mine. Um, I love Zendaya, but also, like, I'd be okay if they broke up because Tom Holland can just, like, come for me and it would be okay. <laughs> um, but the book that I have chosen for this particular couple is one that I actually haven't read. Oh, but, read. but I just, I thought the title was perfect because Zendaya is a gorgeous, tall woman who is taller than, she's taller than her significant other. So I have chosen My Eyes Are Up Here by Laura Zimmerman. <laughs> I get it. That's a great book. <laughs> it's a wonderful... I still, I have the ARC. I just haven't yeah, it. it's a good young adult uh, novel. And that's it, and yeah. young adult, and, and the, young. Yes, then that is <laughs> There's good. Connections. That's a good pick because she really is trying so hard. The main character in that book is a volleyball player and she's trying so hard to get people to take her seriously and she's struggling with her own body image issues, which I'm sure actors and actresses do all the time. And so, yeah. Perfect. Good choice. Yeah. Thank you. You did That's it. That's good. Yeah. Good job. I, love that. Good job. I tried. All right. Who you got, Hunter? Who do you have? I think you so. have somebody else. Oh, I do. I do. Oh, Beyonce and Jay Z. Okay. <laughs> because yeah, because I, I just to clarify, I was a big fan of both Lemonade and 444, both their albums. That was about like their like you know the affairs and that yeah. together. I chose Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff because one, of course, I did because I love Lauren Groff. But also because the thing is. They, it's about like, like his, uh, in the book, you know, Lotto is this like creative genius, but it's very clear like, the, that his wife, Matilda, is like the person who's kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. And we all know that Beyonce is like Beyonce. And so I was like, really? Like, this is, this is, a, and, and they, and they, and it's about like a marriage that kind of survives a lot of things. And it's about like a mostly successful marriage. And I think that despite the affair, which, you know, I get it, um, I think that they're still, they're still holding out strong, like she just released Renaissance, so yeah. I was like, you know, but I, and, and I think that if you have not read Fates and Furies, you should all read Fates and Furies, then you should listen to Lemonade and 444, and then it's just like one big, okay. all about marriage. Very good, very good. Yeah. You've created, what does my friend call it, a content, uh, like a pairing, you've created, yeah, content, content flight. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good job. Okay, one of my favorite couples, but I, then I was like, is, the, is it okay? I think it is. So it's Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor. Yeah. And I really like them together. They do have a 32 year age gap, mm -hmm. which is significant. Um, but, they, but they also were well into adulthood. Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor. If you're yeah. not familiar, Sarah Paulson's in everything. Uh, yeah. What would you What would you say that she's in? She's, she's in that show. American Horror Story, American Crime Story, she, The People versus O.J. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. She was. Uh, she was. Yes, Marsha. Marsha Clark. Marsha Clark. Uh, she's but she's been in. She's been in The Post. She was in. She's in. She really she's is in everything. She's in that show with um, Ben Platt, who we like. She's in that show, I'm pretty sure, on Netflix. And okay. then Holland Taylor, you would all recognize from Legal Georgia Blonde. Georgia, oh yes, and Georgia the Yeah. <laughs> She's the great law professor in, yeah. in, in Legally Blonde. Yes. So they've been oh. dating? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to let one man ruin your life. That's it, yeah. that's it. Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, so she and Sarah Paulson began dating in like 2015, but there is a 32-year age gap. Holland, Holland Taylor is 79 years old this year. Yeah. Right? She looks good. She does look good. Good yeah. for her. Um, yeah, so look, the book that I picked, I picked because I was very specific. I took this task very seriously. <laughs> so Sarah Paulson was interviewed, and she was talking about before she met Holland Taylor <laughs> that she did not have long relationships. And she talked about how her longest relationships were with her crew and her makeup team. And she loved having these work relationships because for her, she really did not have personal romantic relationships. Yeah. Okay, but then obviously she met Holland Taylor. But I think, wouldn't it be great if they read Matrix by Lauren Groff and then made it into a movie? Sarah Paulson should be in Matrix. Shouldn't she? In the yeah. film adaptation? I know. I thought about this so <laughs> Wouldn't you love it? Yeah. Yes, I know. Uh. I feel like Sarah and Holland could read this book aloud together at their uh. home and then yeah. thank you. <laughs> and then turn it into a movie. And uh. um, yeah, so that was my that was my recommendation okay. because I want them to turn it into a movie and star in it. Yeah. Um, I also really did think they would like Our Wives Under the Sea because it's about two women who are very different and one of them goes, um, to, have y'all read this? This book is bonkers good, but it's very weird and literary. It's kind of Olivia and my crossover. So in the book, um, one of the wives is a marine biologist and she goes under the sea in a submarine and she's supposed to be gone for three weeks and she's gone for six months. And yeah, under the sea, right? Under the sea. Yes, <laughs> yes only scarier. And so she's underwater for a very long time. She comes back, her wife doesn't really know who she is. They've been apart a long time. And then weird things start happening. Like maybe her wife starts taking really long, hot, salty baths because she's been under the sea so long. <laughs> You're gonna I, just you just I just bought it. I just bought it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So anyway, I want them to read the Matrix and turn it into a, a movie. But I also think they would enjoy our wives. I love how I love how we have two um, two uh, Lauren Groff books. We didn't yeah. plan that. No. No. We just uh, like her. Everyone read it. Okay, yeah. Ashley, you're going to talk about this couple that I personally love to hate. Okay. <laughs> First of all, have I told my Harry Styles story on this show yet? I don't think so. This has nothing to do with books, but I will tell a story <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, did you know that at one point in my life, when I was in college, I received several DMs <gasps> from strangers asking me if I had dated Harry Styles, but also from other strangers being like, you don't deserve Harry Styles. So at some, at some point, Harry Styles dated a woman who either like shares my name or similar features or something. I don't know what it is, but people, and it happened again, like a year ago, somebody was like, hey, did you date Harry Styles? I don't know who this person is. And I want to be like, yeah, I did, obviously. But I didn't. I didn't date Harry Styles. Definitely open to the idea. But... My celebrity couples, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, and the book I have chosen for them is The Work Wife by Alison Hart, um, partially just because I like this book, and also because I feel like it's a book about um, Hollywood and behind the scenes of like these super crazy rich um, directors who are married, but also meh, um, and then another like a past partner in both business and life like comes back into the picture and I feel like maybe that could be like a Jason Sudeikis situation. <gasps> I, look, I was I like Jason Sudeikis a lot and then he served her like in, he served her papers in front of him. I know. And I was like, Jason, Cringe. why? We all were on your side. Because yeah. I was. I was on his side. Because yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this coupling. I am going to see that movie though. Have you seen the previews to that movie? What is it called? Okay, Dark but did you watch Booksmart? Yes. Because that was really charming. I, listen, yes, I, I do. I want good things for Olivia Wilde. Why do I not like her? You know why? Because she was really rude to Joaquin Phoenix and her 
And I think that if you saw her, because she's so mean. And like, listen, I know that he's weird and he falls in love with a computer, but like, it doesn't mean that you had to be rude to him. (laughs) He's socially awkward. (laughs) I think that's what it is. Okay. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, Okay. I also chose one of my favorite celebrity couples. This is not surprising. Is George Clooney and Amal. Mm. Um, Amal, I love her so much. And actually these book recommendations are for her. Sorry, George. I don't, I don't, I like you a lot, but I don't care. Um, So I really, she is a human rights attorney Mm -hmm. and she is, um, um, an advocate for all kinds of people. Like she belongs to a bunch of different um, groups and she genuinely, we talked about Kim Kardashian being a lawyer. No, no, Amal is a lawyer yeah. <laughs> and has been practicing law a lot a long time before she met George. Um, and so I wanted her to read A Burning by Mecca Majumdar mm-hmm. because that book is all about a criminal case yeah. revolving around Javon, who's the main character and there's a terrorist attack. And then the book is told in all three perspectives. It's Javon, um, P.T. Sir and Lovely, I think are the three yeah. Characters. Anyway, and I just feel like Amal would really love that book. Yeah. And it would tie into her career without stressing her out too much because that book has a very hopeful, redemptive ending. Um, and then I also thought she would really appreciate the death of Vivek Ojai uh, by Akweke Emisi um, because, again, dealing with some of the populations that she frequently either represents or advocates for in her um, in her humanitarian work. And so those are my two. Look, I thought a lot about that. You that really did. That's really good. That was a really thoughtful recommendation. Oh my though, gosh. Thank you. If only Amal and I were friends. <laughs> he could be. Do you think? I do. I think she's probably too smart for me. I'm going to get, like, I'm going to recommend something. I think you should own a bookstore because <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I'm so impressed. I should. Yeah. But what if I owned a bookstore just for celebrities? I mean, you know, I'm here for like it. Like a bookmobile in Beverly Hills. Could you imagine? <laughs> They'd kick me out. Like, what are you doing here? Um, okay, Ashley, you've got another one as well. Uh, you do. Okay. I promise. <laughs> okay. Next up for Ashley is Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Who I do not particularly love, but I... Keith. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's okay, fine. go ahead. Go it's ahead. Fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Nicole in the AMC movie ads. Do we like them? Yes! Gay rights. <laughs> it's a, no, it's, I'm for real. Gay people love it. Oh, they okay. love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Don't be homophobic. I don't okay. want to take that away from you. <laughs> Go ahead. It's She's fine. great. Julie love it. Love it. Okay. We're so, we're so happy for her. Oh, you might not like this. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I, okay, I chose them uh, because I. I don't know why the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires was top of mind. Um, and I chose that because I think Nicole looks a little bit like the vampire and Keith Urban sings country music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just because she had some Botox. <laughs> she is so... It, what was that movie? I, uh, Jordan and oh I watched my it, gosh. The Others. Yeah. Wait, is it The Others where... Yes. Yes. And she's so ghostly pale in Yes. Movie. Uh, that's a great spooky movie. It's a good. But she's Halloween so movie. a but beautiful, she's, talented vampire. She's so beautiful and talented. Like, that's fine. That's fine. You can be a beautiful, okay. talented vampire. Right. Yeah. Look Nothing at wrong with that. you know Kristen Stewart whenever she was in Diane the Spencer movie. Yeah. That movie is, <laughs> that movie is strange. Yeah. Um, okay, and then Ashley. Th- uh, this is also one of my favorite couples. You've oh, okay. More. I forgot to put this one on here. I love that. My my recommendations are so weird. Okay. Tom Daly and Dustin Lance Black. I don't even know who Dustin is. Dustin Lance Black is great. He's an author, but Tom Daly is the diver from Great right. Britain. Yeah. He's, he's the diver. Yeah, he knits. He's so yeah. cute, and he knits, which is why I think they should read Hooked by Sutton Foster. Oh, Hooked by Sutton Foster. That's yeah. a good That's one. That's cute. But did, you see, but did you see that he was trying to grow a mustache? Tom Daly? Oh, he didn't need to. No. No. He's a, he's a diver. They can't do that. I know, but he tried it. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been like, you... 
a canceled. <laughs> just, for, just for the stash. Just for the stash. I think a lot of people try. Do you think he watched Top Gun and that was what made him? Oh, I'm sure. Time, probably. Yeah. He's just all of us. Happens, Happens to the best of us. <laughs> I also wanted to grow most. <laughs> I did. Uh, okay, so one of the things that we do on From the Front Porch that I think is actually confusing to some people, so let's just clear the air. We do a series of episodes called The Kids' Table. And the understanding I figured out from the audience is that we're talking about kid literature. We're not. Uh, that comes from the concept of when you are in the South, and maybe it's anywhere, and you're at Thanksgiving, and no matter how old you are, you get seated at the kids' table because you are the it's younger generation. And so you are always at the kids' table. And so we have a really good kids' table in our family. If Bomb I, kids' table. It really is. Um, you're more than welcome to join us anytime. But... <laughs> Our goal was to bring the kids' table of the Jacobson, Butterworth, Sherlock clan and bring it to From the Front Porch. So if you've been skipping kids' table episodes because you thought we were talking about children's literature, maybe Rude. go back. <laughs> Rude. Offended. <laughs> maybe go back. Uh, I love these episodes. They're very fun. It's pretty much just me and Ashley talking. Sometimes they become weirdly confessional because we're literally related. I don't know if we explained that. We're cousins. Uh, and so, yeah, by the way, <laughs> we're actually related. And so, anyway, we thought we would do the kids' table with Hunter. You're always welcome at our kids' table, by the way. Um, and so, when we talk about kids' table, we talk about things we're reading, watching, listening mm -hmm. to. You can throw in things you're buying if you want to talk about your shoes, your cute shoes. Oh. Uh, and so, we're going to talk about what we've been reading lately. Okay. So, Hunter, uh, why don't you tell us what you've been reading? Okay, so I just finished this book called Paul by Daisy Lafarge. It came out in, like... The UK or something else, like, but it's coming out this year. It's coming out next week, the week after, uh, uh, in the US. But it's about this woman who she um, she's she was studying in Paris, but had like this really kind of weird relationship falling apart thing with her uh, professor okay. or supervisor, and so she flees to start working on, in these organic farms and like staying with these people to like as how as and she works for them uh, in trading for housing or whatever, and she meets this guy named Paul who's like a super creepster. Uh, and it definitely is kind of like a, it's like a very subtle Me Too type vibe, but it's not really, it's not like dark or too much. It's, it, it's, it's kind of a very fine line of that. But um, what I loved about it was that it's very, a lot of books that I love are actually very interior. It spends a lot of time in the characters' heads, but this is actually, it stays out of her head throughout, like even though she's narrating it the whole time, it stays out of her head. But you, um, but you start, she's very, uh, there's this really interesting thing that happens, this is not a spoiler, but uh, in, in the first section and in the third section, it's told in present tense when she's with Paul. In the middle section, when she's not with Paul, it's told in uh, like past tense. Oh, interesting. Um, which just kind of shows that like, it, but it's almost about her anxiety of like having to stay present when she's with him. Okay. And that was like, so that, I just finished that and I didn't think I liked it, but then I was like up all night thinking about like the last like few pages and was like, okay, this like, okay. this is sticking with me. And then I'm also, I also am reading the new Joyce Carol Oates book because despite her Twitter presence, I still, <laughs> I still like hold strong for her. I, not far enough into Dome enough, but like it's good so far. Are you but gonna I, watch Blonde? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, I am. Yes, yeah. I'm very excited. But I also- There's a Netflix adaptation of a Joyce Carol Oates book. Yes, it's like, it's, a, it's like, a, it's not, re it's about Marilyn Monroe, but it's not really about her. It's about like what she, the archetype of who she was and what that stood for. Uh, so you should all watch it and read the book. But um, but yeah, I'm also reading uh, Husband Material, which is the sequel to Boyfriend Material. It's a rom-com. I don't typically read these, but oh my gosh. Like I, I love 
people about to kiss, but you're not, are you gonna kiss? I don't know. That's uh, why I like closed door better than open door. Just, yeah. just this is, yeah. to It's very, I happens. think it's, yeah, I think this is very like PG-13. Okay. I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't, it's not like I like open door, but like, I mean, but <laughs> if it's NC-17, I'm not gonna complain. I won't, <laughs> but I, under, I understand the need for, you know, but yes, I like, I like the tension, but then I also like, I, like, listen, I'm married. I, like, I, like, you know, I want to see married people. Okay, okay, you know. that's fair. Yes. Do, would I like Paul? Paul is the name of it? I think you would, yeah, and okay. you finished it so fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ashley, what are you reading? What are you reading lately? Um, okay, so this one hasn't changed since our last recording of The Kids' Table. <laughs> we but just recorded. We, we recorded on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it uh, in between now and then. Um, but I am reading Florida Woman by Deb Rogers. If you watched and were interested in uh, Tiger King way back in the beginning of the pandemic, this might be for you. It's a wild ride. It's kind of, it's a play on the Florida man, you know, crazy. Somebody commits a crazy crime. This lady gets sent somewhere in Flor I, like Ocala, Florida, which isn't too far from here. Um, it, on, on, it's like some like a monkey farm. Um, weird, weird things happen. It's it's weird, but it's fun. Would I like that? I think you know what I think. It, I think it's your type of weird. Okay. We've been recommending it to Carl Hyacin fans, like as something different. Yeah. I love striptease. As a little, yeah, something a little different. Okay. Um, okay, my next one, I, I'm super excited because you're going to like these. So uh, the first one is Dinosaurs by Lydia Millet. Yeah. So I've been reading that one and really liking it. It's a short book about a guy who moves to Arizona. I have said this before, but during the summer, I really don't want to read cold weather books. I think you all know now why, uh, because <laughs> it's miserable hot outside. And so he's in like the heat of Arizona, yeah. and he buys his house next door to some neighbors, and the neighbor's house is glass on one side. And so he winds up really observing what's going on in their home. And so I'm really liking that so far. It's kind of a uh, very literary neighbor story. Yeah. This is the book I'm so excited about. I almost brought it with me. So it's called The Book of Goose. It's by Yi Young Lee. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? The cover is one of the most beautiful things I have seen. Yeah. Um, it is gorgeous. And at first I was like, am I going to pick a book just based on the cover? And at first I said yes. And then I started reading it. It is excellent. So yeah. if you liked um, Elena Ferrante's books, my brilliant friend, somebody I was talking to earlier today loved my brilliant friend those books are quiet and really lovely this book is also quiet about two friends growing up in france um somebody somebody else just help was talking about um books that spans decades and so this book um starts with these two young women but it's an older woman narrating it first she's looking back at the friendship she had with her childhood best friend but get this so they're in, it's like post-war <coughs> france Mm -hmm. And in France, they're growing up kind of in this beautiful pastoral landscape, yeah. and they be befriend a local widow, and he helps them. One of the friends loves to write. She can't write, but she has beautiful stories, like and, and yeah. kind of gruesome imaginary stories. Yeah. And so she and her friend write and publish these stories under the other friend's name, and they never know that it was the other friend's idea. And so it's all about the secret that these friends have held on to in publishing and writing this book. It is so good. I, it's going to be, if it, if she sticks the landing, I think it's going to be in my top 10, uh, top five. It's Ooh. so good. And it's so, um, it's so kind of outside my typical genre because yeah. there's a historical fiction element to yeah. it. Um, but the writing it's that quiet, character-driven, but it's not boring. It's not boring at all. I think some people think my tastes are boring. It's not boring. Stuff happens. You're making me like I like sometimes like I think like I, like there's a book that just sounds like, like salivate. So, and I and I'm like, but I also like I feel like I'm about to start crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds so good. I need it. And I and I, love, I read her book uh, Where Reasons End. Yes. Which had me saw. I did not expect to be crying over I that didn't book. Read that. 
maybe I should. It is good. Okay. Um, and, and you know, I've, I told you before about Lydia Millette. I loved, uh, she wrote a book called The Children's Bible that yes. was very uh, post-apocalyptic-esque, very strange, yeah. very weird. She wrote a book called Sweet Lamb of Heaven, which is like a, it's Rosemary's Baby-esque, but also about like sentience of like all this, like it's like very religious type stuff, but like in a weird, really weird way. I was obsessed with uh, her previous books that I've read. She has another one about mermaids, and I love mermaids, and I, so I have to read that. She kind of runs the gamut. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. You're reading such good, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. I, let me tell you, I and I know a lot of people, so I had COVID a couple of weeks ago, and I was really worried that I was, I, my, I tell Jordan all the time, my brain is all I have. Like, like yeah. that's, what, that's all I have to offer the world. Please don't leave me. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, I was afraid I was going to lose my sense of reading. Forget yeah. the taste and smell, which I did lose. It was terrible. Um, but I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to focus. But instead, I read some really good books. And then I've continued yeah. that trend. But these are really great. You're also, I don't know if y'all have seen Still Alice, but that made me, you like, you just made me scared about it. Have you seen Still Alice? I, I was can't. like, I don't. Did, I can't. It's, Ugh. It's, I was just like, no, I can't. I just had a flash just, of like, <laughs> I, like, well, I don't, I don't want Julianne Moore to play you. I just, one, she's like, she's too old to play you. Do but you like, she, Amy Adams. I've, so, I've told you before, Amy Adams, you. because Julianne, Julie, I think you, you like, I think yeah. she kind of captures like that, that. I don't know, like that, that very funny, like Thank very charming. Yeah. Let's try. Thank yeah. you. That's delightful. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me what you guys have been watching. My watching is significantly lower brow. <laughs> so Ashley, what have you been watching? Um, okay, so I just started the show called Loot on Apple TV. Have you with heard Maya? of it? With Maya Rudolph yes. and Adam Scott. Um, I'm only on like, I think I'm on episode five or six. Okay. Um, it is not, I'm not going to give it as rave a review as I did the bear. Okay. Um, it's, good. and it's not laugh out loud funny, but like, it's good to just like have on. And it's 30 <clears throat> minutes I hear, which is yes, short like episodes, mm -hmm. digestible, but like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what we're going to watch? What? We're going to watch Never Have I Ever. Oh, I As forgot. soon as you guys leave. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night. Monday night. We're Monday watching night Netflix Party. Never Have I Ever. We're going to do a Netflix Party. Yes. That show is delightful. It's Mindy Kaling's show on Netflix, and the new season just came out. Do you watch it? I haven't seen it. Oh, oh it's so good. It's You'll great. like it. Okay, well, like... I'm trying. Like okay, it. I need to watch it. Yeah. Like, I'm also interested in loot too. I've been like, well, what I've been rewatching a lot because my brain does not want to work. <laughs> um, I've been rewatching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, really? And let me tell you, this show is better on second and third and fourth viewing because <laughs> because when you watch it, there are so many jokes on jokes on jokes. Yeah. It's hard to like keep up with it. Yeah. And so that's been really great. And then my husband and I have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race because they just, and you, you guys need to watch the, the last, this. Well, like, I do now because of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like now I need to. I, yeah. I think, I think it would help like, but like there's, so the latest season is all stars, all winners. And so it's winners of all the previous, like not all the winners, but like it's uh, eight winners of previous seasons of Drag Race. And let me tell you, like one, this is the first season where they don't really show any like negative critiques. It's all very positive, all very loving, warm. Typically, it's a little bit drama. There's always like a villain at at some point, but there's no, which was a little bit disappointing, just because I like to see somebody you like. like the drama. I like the drama. Like I love people who I like. I love. I don't even hate the people who you want to hate. Like I just, I, I genuinely love them. I'm like good for you. But um, but this this last season was so good. They were so talented. And there's this one joke that I thought was so funny. There's this uh, drag queen Jinx Monsoon, and they did a roast. And there's this uh, other drag queen uh, whose name is escaping me. Where is my husband? Um, oh, there you are. What is who's the who's the country one? Trinity. Trinity. Trinity the tough. So she's so uh, so she's this country woman, this country drag queen. And Jinx like points back and she's like she's like Trinity, Trinity. She's so kind. When she broke up with her last boyfriend, she said, "Let's just be cousins." <laughs> Which is so good. That is good. Yeah. That is so. 
Um, my watching is sig significantly less entertaining. Jordan and I have been watching Only Murders in the Building. We mm -hmm. have finished season one, and then, yes, we're watching season two. I really do like that show it's a, a good lot. Show. It's really good. It's good. Yeah, I find it to be very pleasant. I have always loved, I've had a long time crush on Steve Martin, like my whole life, and so this yeah. just confirms that. Um, I find him charming. I think Selena Gomez is great in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, we've watched Wizards of Waverly Place back in the day a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, really like like supporting that group of people. Yeah. And then I've been rewatching, and I'm almost done. I discovered I had not finished it ever, Younger. Yeah. And so I'm on the very last, like I've got like three more episodes. The last season is a bit of a slog. Yeah. Uh, but I am, are you, I'm just curious, what? Team Charles, Team Josh? Neither. I no. can't tell you because you have to. You, okay. you, you have to like text me. You have to like text <laughs> okay. me as you're watching the last episode. Okay, I've heard that the last episode is very good. So I'm. It is a roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I need to rewatch. No, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's on on tap for this week. I should have, I should finish it up because I had I had watched it probably two or three times through. But yeah. I have this weird thing where I just like to leave characters. I don't really like to close it. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't watched the last season. And I heard the last season was kind of hit or miss. So mm -hmm. I was like, Meh, maybe I can skip it. But anyway, quarantine. So yeah. I, I've almost, I've got two or three episodes left. Yeah. I did that with Glee. I didn't finish. I, I still have never seen the last episode of Glee. Yeah. Because I know that, well, I thought I was waiting to watch it with my children, but now I'm like, well, I don't know if I want them to watch it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like progressively meh. Yeah, it's like, it's really, but I still watch it all the time. And I'm always like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like so great. And, the, and I know it's not, but um, and, but I do, I love to cry over it. I love to sing with it. I love to, I love the to go. The music is good. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. 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 So. Okay, last thing, what are you listening to? You go. <laughs> I started Thank You for Listening by Julia Whelan. Okay, I don't, okay. I don't know what you want to talk. I haven't finished it. I How think I'm like halfway you? through. Okay, I don't Who know here what... has read Thank You for Listening by Julia Whelan? I'm trying to listen to it I with thought what you said. I'm trying to decide if I want it on air. Is it a... I hate good. it. Freaking hate it. Yeah. I thought it was weird that you would read this. This is not for you. Thank you for listening. I haven't. Yeah, it's I'll a new, try it. It's out, a new guys. Julia Whalen. I love her as an audiobook narrator. She's fantastic. She's a great audiobook narrator. Um, do you know? I think I shared this on From the Front Porch, maybe. But um, like on an earlier episode, you'll appreciate the reference. Okay, there's an episode, or in the Oscars, it's like Oscar bait, right? When you're like, you you play a real person and you have to like lose a lot of weight or yes. disfigure yourself in yes. some way. Okay, so Julia Whalen in this audiobook, y'all, it's ten different voices. I'm like, okay, Julia, we get it. Like, yeah. what what award are you trying to win? Yeah. Like, that's what the book is about. It is. It's about audiobook narration. But I'm like, why does the this random father-in-law all of a sudden have a Yankee accent? He's yeah. from New York all of a sudden, and then this person all of a sudden is from West Texas, very specifically from West Texas. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Julia, we understand subtlety. You that's know, all I want. There is nothing worse. There is nothing worse. Than uh, than a vocal showboat. Yes. I'm telling you, yes. the accent, the accent people, yes. they're terrible. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you, you can do jolly old good. But I get it. Like, <laughs> I get it. me too, me, me too. I, no, I can't. Just kidding. I just, y'all, I'm so sorry, and I hesitate to say that because I don't ever like to say I hate books on the podcast because it's really not fair. Because mm -hmm. I have not written a book. Authors work so hard. I value Julia, Julia Whalen's work. It, and that's why on the podcast we often say, "Good for you, not for me." So it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's partly because I don't think it's a rom-com. I think it's a rom romance. It's just yes. a romance novel. Um, and it, it listening to it feels open door. Uh, it may not be, but listening is a very different experience from reading and skimming a few pages. Uh -huh. There were moments where I was like, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, but it was the voices. And then, <laughs> y'all, 
y'all, cutesy banter is one thing. I love Gilmore Girls. I love rat tat tat I was like, y'all are annoying. Multiple times I hit pause and said, I hate everyone. I hate all of you. I hate all of you. It's too cutesy. I could never be friends with you. Like, it's too much. So you would yeah. hate this even in, like, regular, like, written form, I think I would have, yeah. audio. I think I would have disliked it. I think the way to listen, I think the way to read it is to listen to it. If you have not read it, I think you should listen to it. Did you listen to it? It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I do think it's good in audio, and I don't want to rain on other people's parades. Yeah. So if you love that book, I'm so happy for you. It was not for me. I'll try it. I'll give it a go. Please report back. I, I will. I think that'd be fun. And please, what do you think so far? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not my. It's not my favorite. Okay. More mostly the subject matter. Right. It's, but I will say, you know what I did like? There's a lovely grandmother granddaughter relationship, and I thought that was yes. absolutely wonderful and and very moving. Uh, I thought that was great, and I really did love the audiobook narration because it's, she's narrating this book about audiobook narrators, yeah. and I love kind of getting some inside scoop into how audiobooks are made. So I did like those two parts of the book yeah. a lot. Yeah, that kind of sounds like there's that movie in a world with uh, yes. Lake Bell, yes, and she like yeah. So that's what I kept thinking. And, and she's I, like a voice actress. Yeah, mm -hmm. which like I didn't I didn't mind that as much because like I think that she kind of rolls her eyes herself. Yes, some. she is. And there's also this really weird thing where she like she's with her sister and she wants her sister to share stuff, so she's like sister code. Sister code uh -huh. and I just love that because like I don't have a sister but I imagine well I have a best friend and like I used to try to do that with her and she sister did code. yeah cousin, cousin code cousin oh, code we should do that okay you go. um okay I am listening to and this is a really good audiobook if you listen to audiobooks so far it's called All That's Left Unsaid it's by Tracy Leanne she's an Australian author mm -hmm. um and it's very much if y'all read and enjoyed um Celeste Ng's Everything I Never Told You um this is I love it on audiobook so far it's fabulous but it's about a young um, Vietnamese woman refugee. Her family were refugees in Australia, and um, it's in the set in the '90s. And she's been away. Um, she's like a journalist, and she realizes her parents call her home. And there's some, you know, second generational uh, immigration stuff that's pretty interesting that she's dealing with. But she's called home because her brother has been murdered, and her parents already didn't. They didn't want an autopsy performed. And none of, the none of the people in their Vietnamese community will talk to the white cops. And so there's this tension, and so she's a journalist, and so she's like, I'm gonna solve why my brother was murdered. It is so good so far. Anyway, it's great on audiobook. I have not read the physical copy. It's out later. I'm sorry. It's out later. It's out at the end of September. Well, that's not helpful. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pre-order. Pre-order. Um, okay, so we wanted to end tonight with some Q&As. Thank you guys for joining me at the kids' table this evening. Um, so if you have your question cards, um, Felicia and maybe Michelle are going to collect those and bring them to Ashley. If you have a question you want us to answer, um, we, we would happily answer any questions you might have tonight. Uh, anybody got a question card? Uh-oh. Everyone's like... Oh, they didn't know that. Okay. Well, you can ask questions. We can ask questions, yeah. right? If we don't want to answer, we'll just ignore you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. So I have another uh, celebrity couple. Okay. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. What book would you pick for them? Okay, that's good. Um, okay. I would do. Ugh, you know, I actually hated the royal we. I did not like that. And I that's more Kate Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think I would almost go the direction I went with Amal Clooney because I think Meghan is really trying hard to move in the direction of less royalty and more humanitarian um like she showed up at uvaldi so i'm trying to think what would i recommend to her that's more um almost like non-fiction or um literature oh i think i would do the vanishing half by Britt bennett i, was just I think that's what i would recommend to megan to read mm -hmm. it would not remind me 
of Prince Harry. What's a book about like a playboy who did, did good? A, play, a playboy who turned it around. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it doesn't. I was going to say the uh, red, white, and royal blue, but that's, okay. uh, he'll be fine. But that is, oh, but he's a, he's a prince. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right, red, white, and royal he, blue. He might end up, he might end up, you know, falling in love with a man. Who knows? Who knows? Who's yeah. to say? Um, okay, so, yeah, I think those are, I think those are pretty good. That's a good couple. Yeah. That was a good couple. Too. Yeah. Yes, just help. I have another couple. Okay. Ooh. Oh, do you not like them? That was a that was a face. Yeah, I don't know. I, like he's got he's got that face. That's just you know what I mean. I have a face, but he's got a face. Um, I'm, just like, I'm sorry. He just I didn't. Is he? He's blonde, but you're blonde. Yeah, but I wouldn't date a blonde. Okay. Look. Hey. Oh, no, sorry. I would date you. I would date you. I would date you. I would date you. Okay. Like a man. Okay, that's a fair. Man that's fair. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. I had it on the tip of my tongue. The new Carrie Winfrey. Um, which is, oh, what is it called? The love song. Just another love song. That's what I would recommend because it's oh, got that country good. music element. The whole time Carrie Winfrey was writing it, she was listening to 90s country, which is a great mm. Spotify playlist, by the way. Uh, and so that's what I would recommend. Why was I was going to say, I was going to be like, oh yeah, 13 Reasons Why, because I don't know why, but I was like depressed. I was like thinking about dark. like, I know, I was thinking about folklore. And I was <laughs> folklore like, folklore is dark. And it is like, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little, you know, like it's a little bit moody. And, um, and I, was, I was like, oh, she'd love it. She'd write a good album about it, I'm sure. Or what's book? And now look, I love Taylor Swift. No shade. But what's a book that you read to make yourself like, be popular and smart. I think she would also read that. Like whatever the cool kids are reading. I mean, well, she did. Taylor's reading Sally Rooney for sure. She's trying yes. hard to look, and I love Sally Rooney. But yeah. I think that's what it is. Well, she she also. Well, I won't I won't say what book she, but she she read a book that I don't like that. Oh no. No, I mean she, yeah, she she wrote a song for it. So. Oh okay. I don't. I think I think Sally Rooney's also a good pick because she does uh, like um, British culture. Joe That's true. Yeah, and yeah. Irish. Sally Rooney is Irish, but yeah. I bet yeah. she'd read poetry, but like that. Oh, I, bet I bet she'd, she'd read yeah. like uh, uh, Jules poetry. Like you know what? What is that? The most popular poetry. I think she. I think she'd read like the the milk and honey. Oh yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, she'd yeah. probably get like a tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Anybody else? Any other questions about from the front porch or the bookshelf before we wrap up? Yeah, I got. I know. What y'all got? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ashley's got a question. I actually didn't, I, whenever I was in uh, second grade, my granny got a call from the school and they were like, he doesn't know how to read. And she was like, I don't understand. Like he's listening to these audiobooks and reading along with every morning. And when she told me, I was so offended that I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, have, to, I have to read for, for that reason. And, and I read a lot when I was younger, but then when I was 18, um, I like didn't get into, I only got into like one, one college, it was an art school I couldn't afford. And I was like, I have, to, I have to read to be smart and cultured. And so I started reading for that reason, but then I, I started to discover that I was able to better understand the people around me and it helped me to be it did, and I know we talk about this all the time, but it helped me to be a kinder, more empathetic person, not just, to peop not just to people who I knew, but to people I don't know and to people who I had maybe like hated in the past or just didn't understand. And so I, I think that like the more, the more I read, the more I understand that. And I think that's like, I just think that's a really beautiful thing. And, and it's just something that I can't let go of now. That's a beautiful answer. You should have gone last. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, okay. So 
I think I have like three different things that I can attribute this to. First is the first book I ever loved, which was Junie B. Jones. Um, I would try to read and walk at the same time when I was in the first grade. Um, second is uh, I'm a writer by trade. I don't write books, but I'm a copywriter. Um, and I uh, place a lot of value on beautiful words. And I believe that you can't write if you don't read. Um, and third is sitting, sitting next to me. <laughs> um, okay, so my answer is mostly the house I grew up in, right? Which I think is a lot of us, um, if we're fortunate and lucky, um, and I happen to be. But I was um, a pretty avid reader immediately um, and a pretty early reader. And my mom likes to tell the story of how she bought me. I'm sure you all will be familiar with the American Girl books. And she bought me one of those. and she was she fell asleep like she was taking a nap like she fell asleep and she was i kept reading and then when she woke up i had finished it and she was like no you didn't like she did not believe me that i had finished it and then i told her the whole plot and she was like oh you did and so my mom jokes that like she didn't have the experience of reading aloud to me like a lot of moms do i think like bedtime stories and stuff because i was like i was doing it on my own and all by myself um and i just remember thinking I could tune everything else out. Like I could write in cars, I could I could be anywhere um, and I could disappear into a book. And I think that's really because I was fortunate enough to be in a house and in an extended family where storytelling is a value. So even the people in my life who weren't readers were storytellers. I mean, we have some True. real storytellers in our family. And so I just put such value on that and my family put such value on that. And my mom will say that she was not an avid reader until she was 40, until she turned 40. Um, and she discovered the Midford books. That's how she fell in love with reading. Um, but she was like, you know, I wanted my kids to have that. And so we had books in the house. And she was always reading. She'll tell you she wasn't, but she was reading nonfiction. She was reading parenting books and she was reading um, personal growth books and things like that. Um, and so just being in a household where storytelling mattered and where conversations mattered. I mean, really what we do on From the Front Porch and the bookshelf is really what I did all growing up. It's, it's having conversations. And a lot of times the best conversations come from what you've been reading. Um, and so that's, that's my answer. Any other questions? Y'all, this has been a delight. And before we wrap up, I do want to say thank you to a few people. So first of all, round of applause for Felicia. This is like day two of the talk. <laughs> Felicia, who like jumped on board. Truly, this is her second or third day of work. So, so thank you to Felicia. Those of you who support us on Patreon, you'll be interacting quite a bit with Felicia. She's our new community manager, and she'll be doing a lot of um, uh, chatting uh, in our um, Patreon chat. We have a book club this coming week that I hope you'll join us for. Um, so you'll be seeing and hearing a lot more out of Felicia. I also want to say a special thank you. I don't want to get tearful about it, but Michelle is my assistant who, she works long distance. She lives in Minnesota, and she Ooh. came down for this to help us. Michelle and I have worked together since 2019, and she has been a huge um, game changer in my personal life and in the life of the bookshelf. Um, it's enabled me to be able to do other things, and the fact that she's here this weekend is so helpful. Um, I want to give a special thank you to my guests. I could never do this by myself, and I prefer not to. <laughs> so thank you so much to Hunter and to Ashley. Yay, thank you so much. They're not here tonight because they've been working hard all weekend long, but I am sure you noticed that this is not an event that runs because of Annie B. Jones. This is an event that runs because of the bookshelf team. 
And so thanks to Olivia and Aaron and Nancy and Keila and Kendall and, oh my gosh, and Esme who works tirelessly. She's, um, Jordan, Jordan. and thank, and yes, and don't forget, don't forget Jordan. Uh, and thank you, um, so just thank you to the bookshelf staff, um, Nancy. They're just a fabulous team. And I hope you could tell that this weekend. Um, my mom said as she was leaving Penn to Play last night, she was like, this is the best team you've ever had. And it's also the largest team we've ever had. Um, we are up to 10 employees. We hired Felicia and Caroline, our new employees, um, starting this week. And so that is because of customer support. Um, and that is because the bookshelf miraculously grew over the last three years. And I, I'm so grateful. You have no idea. Um, and so thank you for keeping us open. And I do want to thank Jordan because he <laughs> is an attorney by trade, uh, better than Kim Kardashian, I think. Uh, but, but, but graciously shuttled all of you around. Um, truly is my unpaid business coach and um, just a true partner in every sense of the word. And so thank you to everybody who makes this possible. Thank you to you uh, for being here. Um, Reader Retreat is a dream come true. It's something we dreamt up and were able to start in 2019. And then I thought they were over forever. I thought we were never going to get to do them again. And here we are doing them again. And I think still doing them in a really special way. I was worried the Paxton House thing would um, would mess with our mojo. And I think we've, I think we've done well. And um, I just want to thank you all for coming and from coming from all over people 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 don't believe it <laughs> when I tell them um, people do not believe it and so thank you so much for making my dreams come true yeah thank you guys the end <laughs>What I am reading is brought to you by Visit Thomasville. Everyone loves Christmas in Thomasville, Georgia. When it's time to get away, our small town has exactly what you need. Find romance, explore historical sites, dine out, shop, and make time to relax and unwind. There's no better getaway than a Thomasville getaway. If you're listening to this the weekend that it releases, it is Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, all kinds of fun is happening in downtown Thomasville because downtown Thomasville supports small businesses like mine. If you wonder what Thomasville is like during this time of year, let me tell you. A few weeks ago, I started to notice that the lights were being put up in the trees downtown. My office happens to be on the second floor of the bookshelf, so I can kind of look out and see the city workers putting out the lights into the trees downtown, but they're just there. They're not lit yet, and then they light up the week of Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, the week of Thomasville's open house, which we had this past weekend. And so the lights are up in downtown. No, it does not snow here, at least except for maybe that one time a few years ago. But it doesn't really snow here, but it still feels like the inside of a snow globe. And I know you probably think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. This past Saturday, I had the opportunity to go shopping in downtown Thomasville. It's not something I get to do very often because I'm frequently working weekends. But Jordan and I decided we had some Christmas shopping to do. And so we parked our car and we walked downtown, which is just one of our very favorite things because we both grew up in cities where there wasn't a lot of like park and shop. It was more drive to your location, get what you need, then drive to the next location. So that's the first kind of special thing about downtown Thomasville is you can park your car and then walk the whole thing. So we walked around, we visited Quirky Perks, which is a shop run that just contains lots of pretty gift items, decorative items. We walked around to Firefly, the gift shop located across from the bookshelf. We poked our head in Relish and the new coffee bar they have in the back run by Pasco Farms. And we picked up Christmas gifts for all sorts of people on our list. It is really important to me to put my money where my mouth is and to shop locally when I can. 
So the fact that we were already able to knock out some of our Christmas shopping downtown was really important to me. And I think it's a good sell to tourists who might be wanting to visit our fair downtown. It's a great place to finish up your Christmas shopping or to get started, whether you're a procrastinator or or you're on time. There's no judgment here, but it's a great place to come and to finish or start your holiday shopping. Every store downtown feels so festive and fun. The shopkeepers and the people who run these stores are so friendly and helpful, and it's a reminder of why I live in a small town. If you don't live in a small town, you can visit mine. How about that? This week, I'm listening to Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. Thank you again to our sponsor, Visit Thomasville. To find out more about how you can visit Thomasville, including our town's upcoming Victorian Christmas festivities, go to thomasvillega.com. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Donna Hetchler, Cammie Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Kate Johnston Tucker. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see write a review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support, Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.